This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Since I started for the kingdom, since my life he controls, since I gave my heart to Jesus, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The more that I love him, more love he bestows. Each day is like heaven, my heart overflows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Every need he is supplying, plenteous grace he bestows. Every day my way gets brighter, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The more that I love him, more love he bestows. Each day is like heaven, my heart overflows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. I will serve thee because I
This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God turns our sorrow into laughter. God is faithful to us in our doubt. Come into God's presence with joy. With God, all things are possible. Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Hagrud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Eileen Flatten, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM. And it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Next Sunday, we'll be at Duranda Lutheran, and we look forward to seeing many of you there. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, where you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to lay a cloth before you with a candle and a cross to enhance your worship space. We'll be uh, having communion, so you want to have some bread and wine available. And if you have some Bible or Bibles, uh, and read along with the scripture lessons. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence. And we begin with the invocation, dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of all that is, we have failed to trust you to care for us. We have tried to be our own God in our own lives and the lives of others. We have not listened to your call nor lived in faithfulness to you. We have caused harm directly and indirectly to ourselves our neighbor and your creation. In your infinite grace and mercy, forgive and restore us so that with your help, we might become the people you created us to be. Hear the good news. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are made new creations in Christ Jesus and through his selfless, selfless sacrifice. God forgives us all our sin. Walk with God in his newness of life. Amen.
If ever 
We continue with the litany. God promises us, us the impossible, and we laugh in our disbelief. We see God show up in our lives and still doubt what we experience. We are witness to true transformations, but give credit to things that are human. Still, God promises us that we cannot, what we cannot comprehend and delivers on those promises in spite of us. May our laughter of disbelief become the laughter of true rejoicing. God, open our eyes to your incomprehensible gifts. Let us pray. Gracious God, in Christ you have promised that we would have a life and have it abundantly. Help us to trust in all things and fill us with wonder at your promises fulfilled. Amen. I encourage you now to share this sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and use the Trinity formula. Be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. And if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 15, and chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, my Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves and after that you may pass on since you have come to your ser servant. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham hastened to the tent of Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, There, in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, Oh, yes, you did laugh. The Lord dealt with Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son, whom Sarah bore him. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. 
Now Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, who would, ever, who would have ever said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. The second reading is from Mark chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Well, good morning, boys and girls. It's now a time for the children's message, or as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. What makes you laugh? Laughter is a wonderful gift from God and something to enjoy. But what do you find funny? Do you love a good joke? I do, and I want to share some of them with you. What do you get when you combine a fish and an elephant? Do you give up? Swimming trunks. What do you call a cow in an earthquake? It's a milkshake. Did you hear the one about the broken pencil? Ah, it had no point. Why can't you hear a pterodactyl in the bathroom? The pee is silent. Why did the golfer bring two pairs of pants to the range? Hmm, this one you might have to think about. He thought he might get a hole in one. Now maybe you didn't really think those jokes were very funny. And perhaps you didn't think they were worth waiting for or even listening to. I get it. But there are some things in our lives that are very worth the wait and very worth the laugh. Today I want to talk more about the Bible story from the first reading that has to do with waiting and with laughter. Remember, there was a man in the Old Testament named Abraham. God made a promise to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. He was going to have a lot of descendants grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and people continuing on and on and on. The tricky thing was, though, when God told this to Abraham, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, they had no children. That was an extra sad thing in those days, as children were necessary to carry on the family name and to help out with things. Not only did they have no children, but they were quite old. God told Abraham it would happen, and Abraham believed him. Well, he believed it for a while, but almost 25 years went by and still no sign of children. Abraham and Sarah were starting to doubt. Maybe God had a different plan. Maybe he changed his mind. Maybe he wanted them to do something different. It's hard to be patient and trust in God when things seem to take a very long time for him to fulfill his word. Then one day, Abraham received some very special visitors these were the angels' messengers sent from God. Abraham knew they were important, and he called for Sarah to prepare some special food for them. Then, as they were talking, the heavenly messengers told Abraham something remarkable. They said that they would return the next year, and Sarah would have a son. This seemed so utterly unbelievable that Sarah laughed. How could she have a child in her old age? She was almost 90. The angel told her that nothing is too hard for God. Sure enough, the promise came true. A year later, Sarah gave birth to a son. Abraham was a hundred years old when he was born. God was faithful. He delivered according to his word. Abraham and Sarah had to be patient. They waited a long time for their son to be born. But God always keeps his promises. Abraham and Sarah didn't think they would ever have children, but God didn't forget about them or neglect them. There might be things we don't understand. We might wait for something and think it's never going to happen. 
We might think that God is taking too long or he doesn't care about us or he can't do something, but he will always provide and care for us. He loves us. He knows our struggles and our needs. In fact, Abraham did become the father of many nations. Through his line eventually came another son, the son of David, the son of God, Jesus. He is the ultimate fulfilled promise, our assurance that God always cares for us and loves us. The story of the birth of Isaac is here to remind us that God promises us a future. Just when we think life is over, God releases unimaginable creativity and surprises us with new life. When all seems hopeless, God comes through, demonstrating to us that God is still in charge and he can do what we cannot do for ourselves. And sometimes God does this in laughable ways. Laughter is good, but believing that God can do anything is serious business. God wants us to have a strong faith for us to get through life. He wants us to believe that he cares and that God can do the impossible. Oh, and that son that Abraham and Sarah had, they named him Isaac, which means laughter. So laugh with God because he gives us joys and blessing. So could you please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for the gift of laughter Thank you for being faithful to your promises. Help us to trust in you even when waiting feels hard. Thank you for your love. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise him, praise him, all you little children. God is love, God is love. Praise him, praise him, all you little children. God is love, God is love. Love him, love him, all you little children. God is love, God is love. Love him, love him, all you little children. God is love, God is love. Well, now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Well, the last few weeks have been interesting for me, or the last month or so. I'm having a little bit of COVID and a little bit of gout and trying to get things ready for a fishing trip and everything. I think I feel older. So here I read this story and I hear Eileen talk about getting older and came across this little thing about what it feels like about being older and so I thought I'd share that too and especially since it goes with our text of Abraham and Sarah. About growing older first eventually you reach a 
point when you stop lying about your age and start bragging about it. Second, the older we get, the fewer things seem worth waiting in line for. Third, some people try to turn back their odometers, not me. I want people to know why I look this way. I've traveled a long way and some of the roads weren't paved. Fourth, when you are dissatisfied and would like to go back to youth, think of algebra. Fifth, you know you're getting old when everything either dries up or leaks. Sixth, I don't know how I got over the hill without getting to the top. Seventh, one of the many things no one tells you about aging is that it's such a nice change from being young. Eighth, one must wait until evening to see how splendid the day has been. Ninth, being youth is beautiful, but being old is comfortable and relaxed. And the last one for some of you, long ago when men cursed and beat the ground with sticks, it was called witchcraft. Today it's called golf. And finally, if you don't learn to laugh at trouble, you won't have anything to laugh at when you're old. Well, as you heard in the children's sermon and in the text, Abraham and Sarah did laugh. One, one group said that Abraham fell on the ground laughing. They didn't talk much about that, but they talk about Sarah hiding behind the tent, laughing to inside. But the men knew she had laughed. But what is it about Abraham and Sarah in this story that, that draws us to it? Well, we get into some of the things about the age and stuff, but the one thing is, is that they were a people of promise. God had promised Abraham a land. He had promised many children, father of many nations. Abraham had left his home. Sounded like a good deal. And now, after maybe 50 to 60 years of marriage, possibly, to a very beautiful woman, as we see that other kings wanted her as their wife, there were roadblocks for them. Two kings in particular wanted Sarah as their wife and took her into their household. And one was warned by God through a dream and another one found out another way and had to let her go because they didn't want to deal with the wrath of God in that circumstance, but they wondered what was wrong with Abraham. Well, he was just fearful for his life. She must have been a stunning beauty to worry that they were going to kill him so they could have her. And then, as they were getting old, still no children, so they decided to have a helping hand where they uh, got one of Sarah's handmaidens, and then they had a son through that, Hagar, with Ishmael. But that didn't work out, especially when Sarah finally had a child, they kicked Ishmael out along with Hagar. Now these three men finally come with news and Sarah laughs. This is ri ridiculous. It is absurd. Abraham didn't know what to make of it. Wouldn't you? Maybe laugh a little bit about the absurdity of 
things that you thought maybe would happen and all of a sudden you hear a promise that says this will happen in the midst and flying in the face of everything that you see around you and things that you've experienced or experienced. But the promise did happen. Sarah had a child, Isaac. You see, when God promises, God makes it possible. I think even we get kind of surprised. I mean, think what would happen if your great-great-grandparents walked into your home today. They had been fixing food over a fire in an oven or over the open fire. Now there's a stove that you turn on a knob and the heat comes and you think, wow. And I remember the first time I saw a microwave, I was impressed that in 15, 20 seconds you could get some water to boil in a glass. Wow, what's next? It was hard to believe. Now for most of our young people, they would not know <laughs> that there was a difference between then and now. It's normal for us now. We need to understand that things do change. Why is it so hard for us to believe in miracles? The ones that actually we've heard about and did happen. As we hear gospel lessons and stuff and it talks about the blind man seeing and other things, we try to explain it or demons being cast out. There must have been something else that was going on. But when God makes a promise and Jesus does things, he does them, it happens. And many times it is a miracle. It flies in the face of everything else. You see, we are a people of promise. God has promised us things in our baptism about forgiveness and life. And how many times do we really feel that we are really not forgiven or that we've messed up too much? And we might feel like the roadblocks are too high. We might live in fear or we might live in uh, disbelief that it's actually going to happen. But forgiveness is something that God did provide for us. It is real. It is solid. It is what we live by. Mercy and grace. We might feel rejected by people and all those around us and when things go bad and we think God has deserted us. But then we hear the promise, Lo, I am with you always. God will not give up on us. And yet we kind of wonder, does he really love us when we can't love ourselves? One of the first things we need to do is to start understanding one way that we learn to love ourselves is to understand that God loves us, the one who created us, who will not give up on us. What other promises are there in the scriptures? What are the commands? Fear not, for I am with you. Oh, I don't know. Things get awful scary. There are phobias that we have, and we get nervous. And many times we falter and we fail. So I'm kind of glad I have to admit that I'm a Lutheran and that many times in most of our churches we have the confession of sin and the announcement of forgiveness. How important is that? to hear again the words and the promises of God 
your sins are forgiven. Great is thy faithfulness. Your mercies are new every morning. That's awfully good sometimes to hear after a rough stretch of time or after a very bad day. God is still there. God is still acting on his promises. In his book and introduction, Gerhard Frost talks about beginning our journey. And right now we're getting, I hate to say it, but fall is coming. And this happened in mid-November. He was waiting for a bus in Teaneck, New Jersey, when I was startled by what sounded like the honking of wild geese. It can't be so, I thought. I must have brought it with me, this Minnesota sound. And so I dismissed the thought as, as I boarded the bus. The next morning at the same intersection, I heard the sound again. This time, though, I could see. I hadn't been imagining things after all. Wistfully, I watched the fluid beauty of those magnificent Vs until they were out of sight. Then I turned to face another day. All during that day, I felt as if I'd been visited by deep meaning. Those geese, I thought, go back a long way. Before there was a Boston or a New York City or a Baltimore, the wild geese were making their way down the eastern seaboard. For centuries, they've responded to the call of the seasons as they've homed in God's world. Their journeys, they, their repeated homings, are suggestive for me. Homing, home. Home means habit. It's a pattern of thinking and imagining, of wanting and enjoying. Home is where I live in gracious repetition and invitation. I turn the same doorknob. I hear the same voices. I look into the same eyes and see love and acceptance there. True, these habits bring with them a host of duties and responsibilities, but duty seems too tame a word for love. And as I think about these geese, I'm filled with a sense of belonging. I know that God is my home. I feel my solidarity with those who've lived and believed before me. I reach across the centuries as I affirm with them, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, wherever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. He always has been and always will be. That's the way I want it. And my personal thing is included here is Abraham. We go all the way back there and think about he is the father of so many nations. The promise that came true and kept going and going. I would invite you to reflect on the inward journey. It is the longest journey of all, and it's the journey home. It is a journey toward knowing God and most of all being known by him. It is itself a sharing and a homing in the everlasting mercy. So come with me on that inward journey, along with Abraham, Moses, the Israelites down through the years, the prophets, the disciples, all the martyrs, Martin Luther, 
the saints in the Catholic Church, the Reformed leaders, our ancestors, those that we got to know, our grandfathers and grandmothers who, who brought us or our parents to faith and they in turn helped us in our inward journey. God is at work and in knowing us. He's the one that sees us deeply and he brings us home. I think of Abraham who spent most of his life, it seemed like, traveling. Yet he was always at home in God's hands and God's love. He was a person of promise. God had promised him to be there. Abraham had habits of worshiping and loving this God and being loved by him, being protected by him. He's a man of faith. Can we be that too, alongside of him, being a people of promise? God's blessings as we make that journey. Amen. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me.
Jesus completely saves He will lift you by His love Out of the angry ways He's the master of the sea Billows His will obey He your Savior wants to be Be saved Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll continue with the prayers of the Church. gratitude for our whole selves created in your image and made new in Christ we pray for the church the world and all who are in need God of the impossible you opened Sarah's womb and filled her life with laughter bless all expecting and new parents through birth or adoption and comfort those who struggle to become parents or who have lost children eternal God in mercy hear our prayer you made our life-giving sun, night-guiding moon and stars, and this tiny planet we live on. Open our eyes to the interconnectedness of all things. Give us the passion and curiosity to protect and preserve this precious island in your vast universe. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. Inspire our leaders at every level to trust that with you, all things are possible. Open their eyes to new possibilities and creative solutions to challenging issues for the good of all people. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. 
Comfort all who struggle with physical or mental health issues, addictions, broken relationships, or grief. Especially Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Ron Lee, Maury Nicholson, Ida Martinson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Matt Crerup, Randy Goglin, Helen Jorgensen, Becky Anderson, Shirley Lenz, Dave Christensen, Jim Curtis, Dean Muse, Jean Hoisington, and El Andy Elmer. Make your presence known to them through the love and support of those around them. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. Powerful forces continue to make more on others for their own selfish benefit, while communities are torn apart, lives are needlessly lost, and whole nations suffer trauma. We pray for peace throughout the world. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. With gratitude, we remember the saints who gave us life and taught us how to live in you. Give us the same commitment to carrying our faith into generations to come. Eternal God, in mercy, hear our prayer. We place in your loving arms these our prayers, spoken and unspoken, trusting in your boundless mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We continue with the morning offering. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors.
faithful God, you give us all good things that we might flourish in your name. With gratitude, we offer these, our gifts, for the sake of others, that they might be used for your work in the world. Amen. When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread and broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the wine and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer and as you eat it, hear the promise from God or from Jesus. The body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you unto life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. In the I'll be somewhere, I'll work and I'll be somewhere, I'll 
work and I'll be somewhere. I'll work and for my Lord. Be not dismayed, whatever God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Through every day, for all the way.